So, Spencer, can you tell me your thoughts on In-N-Out? Well, it's been uh, about six months since I've had In-N-Out last. And uh, it's amazing. It tastes amazing every time I get it. And then it always affects me in the same way. And I feel terrible after eating it. But here I am, still eating it. See, when I eat In-N-Out, I don't... I've never had a problem with it, ever. Mm. So is it like a, a combination of the shake, fries, and burger? Well, the shake doesn't help because I'm I, for, for the past maybe like five years, I've denied that I'm lactose intolerant. Mm. But I've come to accept that in the last year or so. Uh, I haven't changed too much, but at least I know what I'm getting into when I drink something like a milkshake. But no, the food, the food as well... Uh, in and out. I, I again. I I can't stress it enough. I love it. It's it's, it's a good burger. Yeah. But uh, but it makes me feel not so great. Yeah. Whenever I eat it, I feel fine. So maybe I need to mm. analyze what my body is telling me more. Maybe you just don't enjoy it at the same hardcore level that I do, <laughs> and so your your body's all right with the intake. It could be. Can you also tell us why you're wearing dark sunglasses and we're indoors? Well, that's easy. I, I wanted to feel like like I'm on a mo- morning show, like yes. a, like a uh, a Howard Stern kind of. Uh, although you're you're a lot like Howard Stern. Actually. I was gonna your, say your content is pretty pretty similar. Edgy, and very edgy, very yeah, sometimes. very raunchy, outright irreverent. Actually, yeah. That's... In fact, those words would describe you pretty well. Well, yeah. actually. Last time on the podcast, we had Beckham, and we had to cut out so much of that. <laughs> some, because, some expletives. Because Beckham was just off the, the rails. No, I'm just kidding. Be- Beckham was fine. <laughs> it was me. It was doing well, that. we'll have to... Yeah, no, I... I yeah, I know it was you. You're, uh... You got a mouth like a sailor, boy. Yeah, that's true. We have to edit out a lot of my... A lot of my words. <laughs> Devin has a very hard job. A sailor's vocabulary. You talk a lot about nets and harpoons, and uh, and rope. <laughs> it's just unacceptable for podcasts like this. Unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So please watch watch your language okay. with me. This time I will. Thank you. No problem. But we uh, we welcome you to the podcast, Thank Mr. You. Spencer Brady, um, to the weekly boom. I have been a uh, long time viewer as you would say even though I've never viewed every anything uh-huh. but but I've been a long time viewer of the podcast and uh, and now as such uh, being a guest I feel honored to be here oh well, thank you yeah well you should be because it's a uh, it's a very it's a great honor that we oh I am it's, pre- it's prestigious I'm I'm very happy um well I guess that leads us into uh the first thing that uh, we'd like to do, and that is go over three questions. Three questions. We'll go through three questions to kind of warm you up, and then we'll go into your weekly boom. Yeah. You know, I think these three questions, actually, as a, as a, a longtime viewer of the podcast, yes, are probably harder than the weekly boom itself. Oh, really? Yeah. No, but I'm, I mean, I like them. I like them. Oh, like, okay. They are kind of a warm-up to be talking, but, but I think... Often the questions can be harder than thinking of a weekly boom. Yes, I, I think people have said that before. Mm. It's true. Um, 
Well, here we go. We've got the questions. Hopefully they won't be too tough for you. I'm going to start scrolling through them and you tell me when to Hang stop. Hang on a second. Okay. What about the intro? I, I already did the intro. You already I, did I the intro? I snuck it in there. Yeah, I said, welcome to the weekly boom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I always imagined that I would hear the, the, the intro music as well. Oh no, you don't hear the intro music. That's less gratifying as a guest. <laughs> I was I was I was hoping, I was waiting for the intro music. No, the intro music just happens on for the side. For all of you listeners, sorry, for all you viewers, uh, you get punked when you're interviewed for one of these things because you expect the the intro music and then you are left uh Unsatisfied. 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 No, I I feel the same way because I, I don't right. I don't hear it either. Oh well, I we, guess you just hear we, it in your head. Well, I'll, I'll I have it in my head. I have the horn going. All right, all right. Okay, all right. I'm satisfied. Okay, now you're satisfied. I'm satisfied okay. enough. All right, tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, what's the worst backhanded compliment you could give someone? Ooh, you're also allowed one skip. That's right. Um. Worst, I it, it depends entirely on who I'm trying to give it to because if you're really trying to insult somebody, the best insults are personally tailored to that's true. Uh, my years of bullying has taught me this as the bully, or as the bully, you, you're the one bullying, I'm the one, bully. I'm the expert. Oh, okay, I can see that. That's actually how we met, is, <laughs> is how you I, met my brother. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you that know Spencer, you'll also know his brother Sterling. And the way that Sterling and I met was rather unorthodox. Um, I was at the drinking fountain, and I, I finished my drink, and I sat up and I saw Sterling. And I said, oh, hello, Mr. Sterling. I know your friend Spencer. Spencer's my butt. And then he took my hair. <laughs> he grabbed my hair and pushed my head into the drinking fountain and turned on the drinking fountain and drenched my head oh, in water. Man. And then he I'm... just walked off. Rubbing my forehead in shame. I For years, I didn't believe you. And then one night we were all together and you told that story with Sterling and he said, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it really did happen. No, I, uh, myself, uh, my, my own history as a bully, I, um, I, I bullied, I teased my friends a lot. I think less so now than I used to, but you probably remember I was I was a hard tease. I, uh-huh. I teased my friends a lot. I went out of my way to make friends with kids that were bullied and were less uh, popular or less uh, just didn't have a group or you know. So that you could take them under your bullying wing. So that I could take the, so that I could turn them into bullies and yes. send them forth. No, uh, but my friends, my friends actually, I probably went too far. Uh, a, a good number of times. Are you going to talk about the Alec and... Carr story now? Well, there's that. There's that. I, d- I still don't think he's ever for- forgotten or forgiven. And I think he's forgiven. But I, I, it's it, it, it's nothing clever either. There's nothing to be proud of. I well, uh, now that I think of it, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, well, you you were with me, right? No, or no, was it I was I wasn't. With it was you. Dallas. Uh, okay, but before we go any further, this, 
Spencer isn't an actual bully, so all of you people that are writing <laughs> in right now, disclaimer. there's a disclaimer that Spencer wasn't a bully. He was one of the most friendliest people I ever knew. However, in our friend group, we would kind of mess with each other, yeah. and the story that follows is an example of such. Yeah, so uh, I, I think I, I messed with my friend Alec uh, just one too many times, and um, we, were, we were doing the whole... Uh, you know, he's about to open the car door and I just inch it forward thing. And we, we, we did it like, like three or four times and it still wasn't old. And then he finally like the, started, the car was stationary and he would try to get in. And then I'd, and then I'd, I'd move forward a little bit and he, you know, so that he couldn't reach the handle. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes he opened the car door and be like, all right. And then he'd start to get in and, I, and I'd go. And it's like, no, 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 come on, come on. I promise. This time, this time, don't worry. I, 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 and so I was just, what it is, is is hilariously taking advantage of somebody's trust in you. <laughs> which which is, I think, at, at the center of, of some of the most uh, hurtful bullying out there. <laughs> because, because then I even... I even uh, uh, put the car in neutral or something and turn the car off and I said look I, it's off it, like don't worry about it it's like I can't I can't go when it's off like get in the car come on let's, let's go let, I'm tired of this too he gets in the car and then I'm turning the key the car won't start of course I know it's in neutral the car won't start and 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 he's like all right uh, pop the hood I'll go out and take take a look at <laughs> So he gets out of the car again, and then I put it in park, turn it on, and then put it in drive and drive away. <laughs> and uh, and he just wa- he just started walking home. He was so done. He was so tired of it. And Dallas and I were we couldn't not, we could not stop laughing, and uh, and he was done. We we made up afterward, but. I think for for maybe a good month he was kind of sour at me for for that. So I learned my lesson. Yeah, yeah. There's a moral for you kids. Oh. <laughs> I don't. This has nothing to do with backhanded compliments. Um, but um, it was close enough. It's close enough. Close it's enough. a story. Yeah, it was a good story, nonetheless. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready for question two? Question two. All right. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Okay. What's something that people think makes them look cool, but actually has the opposite effect? I would say bullying. (laughs) I would say teasing your friends just a little too much. Also, uh, sunglasses indoors. Yeah, that would do it too. That doesn't. That that's a really quick indicator of someone that's uh, um, not very secure of themselves. Let's see. What else? Yeah. So it's people that do something cool. Something that they think makes them look cool. I guess it's it's kind of like if you try to do anything that makes you look cool, then you're not actually cool. Because being cool is like, it just happens. That's and true. It, and you just are, are cool. Well, as, as soon as you try, you lose it. Yes, exactly. It's, it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. It's like being a hipster. Yeah, if you're trying, you ain't it. Yeah. But in order to, to be it, there's some there has to be some event where you are trying. No, now I I don't know. See, I, I think you can't ever really try to be core, cool. 
but you can try to do things that are positive. I don't know. I mean, you, you, you see somebody on the side of the road that needs help with a tire or something, like, that's pretty cool. You mm-hmm. get out and you help them. But if you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, people, I, be, I bet there might be some people that pass by and see me helping with this tire or something, and, uh, you know, I think it's kind of kind of cool that I stop to help out. That that's not cool. That that's immediately for the wrong. It's all about the intention, I think. Yes. Although I don't know exactly how to define cool anyway, because maybe like I'm thinking in terms of fashion. You're th- you thinking okay, fashion. So to look cool nowadays. Yeah, like sunglasses are really cool when it's sunny. They're not so cool when it's not. Because then they've lost they've, they've lost their purpose. That's true. Um, fashion, I don't know, fashion. Like it's wearing cool. ripped jeans because ripped jeans because you've wore them for two years and you fell out of the back of a moving car and your uncle was laughing at you because you fell and then you realize you tore up your jeans. That didn't actually happen to me, by the way. It just kind of was coming out of my mouth. No, but I, I would have believed it. I would have believed it. Uh, and knowing your Uncle Brett, I, I would have believed it even more because he uh, uh, he was he's just the type of guy to laugh at somebody falling out of a, a vehicle. No, I'm just kidding. For the record, Ian's Uncle Brett is a very kind-hearted man who was my math teacher in high school. That's right. Good memories. Good memories. Great guy. You, you're putting math and good memories in the same basket? I am, you know? And here's oh something. Gosh. Here's something. I'm not so sure if it's my weekly boom, but um, I have been interested lately in reconciling my own psyche with my history of disgust for mathematics. Now, for all of the viewers at home, I have had a turbulent relationship with math my entire life meaning I just am bad at it and don't have the brain for it, and then grew to resent it. And also, a lot of times, um, uh, the way it's taught just isn't catered to people like me, I guess. You know, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I, people, people that, uh, that don't learn in maybe the more traditional academic sense. Um, and and I I hated math for the longest time, but I've decided that I have to make friends with it, and so I'm actually very interested. I'm I've always been interested in geometry, you know. I I, I, I have as a child I, I had a, a scientific mind. I was very curious, and and I loved chemistry and biology, and uh, um, well, it was to further your bullying. Uh, aspects. Yeah, of course. I would. I would study. I would study uh, biology so I'd know just exactly where on the head to shove the kid's, uh, you know, face into the toilet for swirlies. Yeah. Um, you know that sort of thing. But no, I. I. Uh, I think. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm very interested in in geometry, and I think I need to learn. I need to. I need to go back to school in a way, but in a sense that I'm like actually excited to learn about mathematics because it's really interesting and pure mathematics is like it's it, I mean I talk with you I talk with our friend James about it all the time 
and it has a lot of uh, 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 similarities. It shares a lot with art. Uh, I think it's very creative in its roots, and it's it's interesting. It's it's the language of of our natural world. I think it's beautiful. So I'd like to reconcile that, but because but yes, and so and so I am using using math in uh, in in the same sentence as positive terms. So you want to become friends with math? I want to become friends with math. Yeah. Okay. Well, math isn't looking for friends right now. So. Oh uh, gosh, I fell right into that one. I'm the the bully has been bullied. <laughs> the bully has been bullied. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, boy, now I'm. I'm just. I'm just the bully. Forever set in stone, recorded. It actually. I'm thinking the title of this one will be, "The Bully That You All Know Because He Bullied You," Spencer. <laughs> the, the bully that that got away. <laughs> <laughs> that got away. No crimes committed. All right, now let's go through question three. Question three. Are you ready for this? I'm. I've never. I've. I've never been more ready. Okay. Well, tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. <laughs> this is going to just be another bullying one, but anyway, here we go. What still makes you cringe when you think back on it? Uh, all of my days of bullying <laughs> were pretty cringy. No, uh, I mean. When it comes to no, I, I think so. Here, here's the thing: uh, bullying my friends was was come came from my own insecurities, but also because I knew they I knew they were my friends. Uh-huh. So it was it was it was easier. It was easier than than picking on a kid that I I never would have picked on a kid that I didn't think could take it, but. The problem is that even me thinking my friends could take it, maybe I took it too far. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that that's pretty cringy. There are also some videos in front of a, a computer desktop camera as a child that uh, <laughs> singing and playing or whatever is also pretty cringy. L- not not quite like the etch a sketch, but okay. I knew that was gonna come up. So yeah. okay, viewers, let me explain to you the etch a sketch video. This is probably the bane of my existence, and <laughs> it, it shows up like once every five years, and I have to like return way too to my, little, way too little. I, I have to return to my hiding place <laughs> so that I just won't even be seen by my friends or family for a while. But this just is what it shroud is. Shroud your head in the in yeah. yeah. So this is what happens. So. When I was, I think, seven or so, probably a little younger, maybe six, I was taking a bath. pretty sure you were 14. I was not 14. (laughs) I was probably six or seven, and I was taking a bath. And my mom was in the hospital with my little brother who had just been born. And my dad had come home to, like, make us dinner or something because it was me and Isaac and him. And Isaac started dancing to the Donkey Kong 64 dance song. Of course. Everyone knows it. Yeah. I'd sing it for you, but I don't think I should, because it might break the, the system that we have in place. He also here. can't remember the melody, but and everyone knows it. But everybody knows it. And uh, Isaac was dancing to it, 
and I was upstairs just drying off, and I heard the music, and I thought, this is my chance to hit it big, because I could see that my dad was recording my brother. So, unfortunately, I didn't have any underwear nearby, so I grabbed an Etch-A-Sketch to hide myself, and I ran downstairs as fast as I could. And there is video evidence of this, but none of you will ever see it, because it's, it's horrifying. Oh boy, this is what happened. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what happens. He's tearing up, folks. <laughs> so I I jump into the frame of the shot, and all I have in front of me is an Etch-A-Sketch, and I'm dancing with this Etch-A-Sketch, and totally nude. And then I jump out of the frame, and that's it. It It's like the Bigfoot footage. It, it was that that influential and important to my family because everybody that I know has seen it, unfortunately. <laughs> Spencer, I think, has seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Is it fact, as horrifying as you remember? No, it's it's actually pretty funny and cute, um, but uh, it's hilarious how horrified it makes you. <laughs> and I think we should find it and watch it after this podcast. Oh, boy. Yeah, no. I think it's time. Hey, make friends with it. <laughs> Just make like, friends with your past. Make friends with my past. Make friends with your past, Ian. I'd rather make friends with math. It's but... time. You're already friends with math. Math math knows you well. Math knows me well. Yeah. So do Etch-A-Sketches. So do Etch-A-Sketches. They know you very well. <laughs> they know you very well. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the third question. So, Spencer, it is now time for your weekly boom. Weekly boom. Uh, um, <clears throat> so I have a weekly recent something that's on my mind uh and then i have uh, a boom that is not really so weekly but it's it's what i've chosen for this so i'll start with with what's on my mind uh ian and i just came from a uh, a house that had a puppies for sale sign and we went uh to to pet the puppies Mm-hmm. And the lady really wanted me to take back a puppy because she said that we had a connection. And well, you matched. Too. We matched. We matched our my. I I was wearing pants that had the same color as, <laughs> as the puppy. So of course I I had yeah I had to get the puppy. But no, I um, uh. So that that's kind of on my mind. I've been wanting a dog for years now, and because I travel a lot, it's just it just hasn't been feasible. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a dog. And not that one, but uh, I'm going to be looking for a dog. If anyone knows of a good dog, it's got to be the right breed. I'm kind of thinking uh, some kind of doodle or or a Bernese Mountain Dog or a Burner Doodle. But um, I'm going to get a dog. And so I've... I've which I'll, that kind of segues into my next thing. For the past... Uh, six months I've been well five months and a little in Colombia and I was around a lot of dogs and so I I need a dog in my life I, I was going to say if anybody knows of a dog that uh, if anybody knows of a dog you can write in to the weekly boom with Ian at gmail.com so if, if you know a dog write in and we'll tell Spencer about it please please write in fact, I've been looking for that email for a while now. I don't know if it's in your description on Spotify. It's not. It's, it's not. It needs to be. Okay, I've yeah. put it there. 
Yeah, because I was looking for it because I wanted to send send things in and I and I hadn't been I haven't been able to. So it's the weekly boom with Ian at gmail.com. Simple enough. The weekly boom with me, Ian. No, just with Ian. <laughs> the weekly boom with him, Ian. The weekly boom with Ian. With you. At gmail.com. Did we get it? Yeah, I think we got it. Devin, did we get it? Okay, thanks. Thanks, Devin. Um uh, which segs so why was I in Colombia? I was in Colombia because um, a f- friend of mine is Swiss Colombian, and I went and visited him last year in his hometown of Villa de Leyva in Colombia, which is a beautiful little uh, Spanish colonial uh, historic town. And uh, we've been th- talking for couple years now about how cool it would be to do a show with maybe a couple other artist friends of ours and and maybe even do it in Colombia and be like inspired by Colombia but um, we uh, so we, we we did that um, and there were four of us one my uh, Swiss Colombian friend Aaron an Irish friend Francis and an Italian friend, Ulrike, or Uli, is what I call her. And the four of us studied in Florence at school together, and so that's how we know each other. And we were all um, trained in the same way, uh, for portraiture mostly. And um, we just decided that we needed to go to Colombia and, and feel inspired and paint whatever it is that we wanted to paint. So we did um, uh, portraits and landscapes and uh, still lives, and we explored a lot um, techniques and, and, and different uh, sort of subjects that interest us. And one of the things that I guess which would be my weekly boom or maybe uh, you know bi-yearly, biannual <laughs> boom really is, um, is mythology. Because down there, um, you know, ancient cultures have always interested me, and the um, uh, the Muisca tribe, uh, which is an ancient pre-Columbian Andes culture, um, was really interesting, and their stories. Uh, something that I like and appreciate about mythologies across the world is how human the stories are and how relevant they are even to our own modern lives and the uh, the symbols and archetypes found within them are just as relevant today as, as they were then and um, and yet they're described these sort of universal archetypes are described in so many different ways taking on the flavor of the uh, politics of the time of the uh, geography of of the place the uh, you know the cultural sort of you know whatever it is um, corn gods and uh, and you know that's a pretty sweet band name corn gods yeah corn gods I like that um, but they they uh, they interest me because of that because um, you know for example, there's a, a story that I'd really like to uh, paint uh, as well as um, 
while um, I lost my train of thought here. Um, there's a, a god, yeah. So there's a goddess named Bachwe, and Bachwe uh, comes out of a lagoon, and I was actually uh, underneath the mountain where this is said to have happened. It's a sacred mountain called Iguake, and uh, the town that I was in for the last five months is um, right underneath this mountain. And uh, it's beautiful. It has a very distinct kind of form to it. I painted it like six different times um, because it's just inspiring and mythical. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's very mystic, the whole the feeling about it. And um, at the top of this mountain is a little lagoon. And it is said that Bachue came out of the lagoon with a child on her hip. And that male child grew to be an adult, and then became her husband. And um, they, together, started humanity. So that this is the, the birthplace of humanity, is this sacred mountain where mm-hmm. I was for an entire culture uh, that lived thousands of years ago. And, and not only thousands of years, but, but recently up until the conquistadores came, uh, the Muisca were inhabiting this land and um, and uh, as soon as they populated the earth they turned into serpents and returned into the lagoon so it's a it's it's a place of uh, huge religious spiritual significance and um, she is the archetype of the mother Bachwe just like the Virgin Mary uh, just like Hera, just like you know, so many mother archetypes that are expressed across cultures across the world um, as this kind of divine womanhood, you know, hmm. of fertility and whatnot. Uh, and then I was very interested as well. Um, I mean, they have a, a whole pantheon of Muisca deities, and um, the. Uh, um, what, some of the main gods as well is the god of the sun, Sue, and the god of the moon, Chia. And there are actually places that are um, named after these gods and goddesses there in Colombia. And um, what really interested me about this story, there's actually not much, there's very little about them. Uh, but the idea that the sun is represented by this kind of masculine force and then the moon, of course, by this feminine force um, gave rise to this sort of interest in duality that I have and to express that. And so I did a painting of Chia and Sue, the moon and the sun. And the moon is night and the sun is day and darkness versus light and uh, femininity uh, paired with masculinity and um, you know chaos and order as being sort of this this balance of these two opposites and holding what Jung would call the tension of the opposites and so that interests me a lot and hmm. kind of exploring these symbols and these archetypes is something that I want to do going forward from here from here so the That's trip cool. was inspiring yeah. Yeah. 
I want to see your paintings that include that now. Yeah. That would be sweet. I'll show them to you right now. I, I can't believe it. It's because I haven't posted any of them, really. Oh, I'm yeah. terrible with Instagram. What, what's your Instagram handle for your artists? My stuff? Instagram handle is Brady Studios Fine Art. Brady Studios Fine Art. Fine Art, yeah. F-I-N-E Art. F-I-N-E Art. Uh, Brady Studios. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think Just so we can confuse you a little bit more. How can we possibly confuse people more? Brady Studio with an S. With Studios. An S. Yeah. Studios Fine Art. Yeah. Okay. All, all one thing. All one thing. Yeah. So check it out. Check it out. Check it out. That's pretty sweet. I don't really have uh, that deep of a weekly boom. Mine is, um, it's called the Zero Knowledge Proof. Okay, tell us about zero knowledge proof. So it's a math concept, a computer science project or computer science concept as well. That um, if you Spencer wanted to relay a message to somebody, you could put it in this box, and the box has a, a, just a slit at the top that you put it in, and so no one can access the box unless you have the combination. Okay. So. Even so, now there's another person that wants to access this box, and they can't do it because they don't have the combination. They don't have my combination. But but even, do I have? I don't. Even you don't have even the have combination. the combination. Okay. But I have the combination, so I can open it up and pull out the note, and it says, "I'm really sorry. I was a bully to everybody." <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Hang on a second. Why do you get the combination? Because I'm the. I'm the uh, verifier and the, uh, let me Google it. It's verifier and, um, oh, what is it called? But um, let me see if I can find it. Zero knowledge proof. Let's see if Google can tell us what it is. It's verifier. Zero knowledge proof. Oh, here we go. Verifier and prover. Verifier and prover. And prover. So I'm the prover. You'd be the verifier. Okay. Another way for me to do that is I could show you this giant blank screen, and I, and behind it is where Waldo is. So do you know where Waldo is? Yeah, because you just told me. No, no, He's but, behind the screen. Well, <laughs> but, but you don't. Okay. You don't know where. Okay, the if I'm just at a, if no, 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 no you, I you wouldn't, wouldn't know. know. No. And without giving you any information, I'm going to show you where he is. And so I cut a little hole in it and. He's right here, but you don't know if the if the map of where all the Waldos is is pushed to the corner of one of them, or if it's up in the middle. It's really hard to describe if I'm over a podcast, but um, mm, it's hard to describe in person too. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me also think of it to a, to, a, to a math illiterate. Well, it's so if if you wanted to know like myself, if you wanted to know a piece of information. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that has that information, but I don't want to give you any information other than just the, like the key. We'll call it the key. Mm -hmm. No, no, not the key. That doesn't make any sense. The code. Let's let's call it the script. The script. The script. So you want to know what the script says, and I know all the steps that you have to take, all the ladder rungs that you have to grab to reach where I am to read the script. But what if there was a way where you didn't have to go on the ladder at all and you were able to see the script? 
I would buy that way. You would buy that way. So that's what you would do. Hmm. And it's super fascinating. It's really hard to describe in no math way, but I think the box is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's my boring math concept for today. Well, it, at least it's a weekly boom. Mine is like a... It's my biannual <laughs> boom. No, but it's fine. Biannual so, booms are fine. Yeah. My weekly boom is just another one. Just another random ramblings of an insane man. The booms. It's the booms, it's yeah. It's the booms. Tis the season for booms. Tis the season. Because we ate all that food, we're going to get the booms. Yeah, I'm going to get the booms. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Well, Mr. Spencer, we thank you for coming onto the show to uh, tell us all about Columbia, um, your past, and uh, and the like. Um, thank you for having me. It's been it's been a dream come true to finally be hosted as a guest on this podcast. Well, thank you for joining us, viewers, uh, on this interview with thank Spencer you, Brady. Spencer, thank you. And your website again, or your Instagram again, is uh, Brady Studios Fine Art. At Brady Studios Fine Art. That's it. There we go. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's no problem. Been a dream come true, like I said. And uh, yeah, we'll have to do it again sometime. Definitely. But thank you, everyone. And uh, this is the weekly boom. And this is Ian signing off. Let's go get some more uh, in and out. Yeah, let's go do it. Yeah, sounds good. All right. <laughs>